Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take our theology and bring it to the streets. Welcome. Good to be here. Uh, give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at gmail.com. Any questions, any concerns? I am really honored today to have uh, one of my fellow elders speaking on eldership, and that's Harlan Nielsen. I'm glad he's here. Harlan, say hello to our, uh, our audience this morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity to be here this morning. Lord be with us, and uh, I just thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, thanks. Harlan's a good dude, man. I really enjoy serving with him. So I got a couple of questions for Harlan. want to put him on the, you know, just give him some challenging questions. You know how we do here on Street Talk. But I want to I want to I want to read the scriptures and we're going to speak about eldership. We're going to speak about how Harlan had um, become an elder. And, and, and that's a story in itself. And we'll make Harlan expound on that. But let me just give you the context of eldership in the Bible. And I want to start in first Peter four, seven to four, 17, want to read down through five, five. The Bible says, for it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is with difficulty that the righteous save, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Therefore, those who those also who suffer according to the will of God should entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, who is Christ, as we know, appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So there's our charge as, as being elders. So, and that's a heavy charge, right, Harlan? That's absolutely right. It's a huge responsibility. So then I got to go. My first question is when you were asked to be an elder, what was your first thought? <laughs> my first thought was on lines of, Moses in the scripture, when God approached him about what the job that he was giving him and Moses reaction was, is, are you kidding me? I'm so underqualified for that, Lord. You don't, you don't have the right man. So uh, that's kind of a lot of times what our first thoughts are. But after going home and praying about it and talking it over with my wife, I at least felt that it was my obligation, and I felt that the Spirit was leading me in that direction to praise the Lord to go to the elders selection committee and go through the process and allow the Lord to lead me, and He would bring me to the right decision. Yeah, so you had a <laughs> you had to see Holland's face when we spoke to him about becoming an elder. He looked a, he looked a little bit like a ghost, but I, I think but that's Harlan. 
if you if you come to Desert Sky Baptist Church, you hear Harlan is very serious about the things of God. And 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 I think Desert Sky itself, the way the leadership is put into place, and especially in electing elders, the process is not an easy process. I mean, we just somebody just don't say you don't want to become an obviously we'll ask them, we'll ask them to pray, consider, speak to their family. It is huge, huge. Um, obligation. But then there's a process. And what was that for you, Harlan? What, what, what did Desert Sky put you through? Did they put you through a process? Yes, they did. As Pastor said, there was a select committee amongst the church that uh, put together a, uh, a questionnaire, basically having to do a lot with our personal lives and uh, our relationship with God. We had no idea the questions they were going to ask us or anything like that at the time, but by thankfully by the guidance of the Spirit, that's the direction that God seemed to have for me, and uh, they unanimously uh, gave uh, their consent for me to become an elder of the church. And I, you know, one of the things I really have always realized and understood is God put us here for a specific purpose in this specific time. Each one of us is here for a reason, and God has a plan for each one of us. And But I think what stood out most to me is after the, studying the responsibilities of an elder and an understanding that, like like Christ, these people are, are his flock and our flock, and it's an awesome responsibility. And believe you me, uh, the Bible talks a lot about humility, and that really made me humble, and it keeps me humble, realizing that I have to have Christ in my heart and the guidance of the Spirit to do His work, which is very important work to me, and I'm honored to do it. Yeah, and I, I, I think, and, and, you know, Harlan wears his heart on his sleeve. I mean, he's, a, like, like we mentioned. Um, so a couple of things. We have some questions that we have scripted, but you know me, I always go off kind of uh, kilter a little bit. Um, so, so we have a lot of churches today, uh, especially in the Southern Baptist Convention, that are deacon-led. Again, I believe that the scripture is clear that the the churches should have deacons, but but must definitely have elders. And elders are really the theological function of the church. They want to make sure that the scriptures are cut straight. So, oh, Harlan, how's that? I'll ask about this. You are in, you are conducting a Bible study in the Epistle of James, right? Right. 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 So we have a rotation of elders and one other uh, man that teaches uh, Bible study. So you went through James. Um, where did we leave off with James? Did we go through a couple of chapters? I don't remember. Yeah, we left off in chapter three, and that was interesting because uh, you know James isn't that long of a chapter of a book. I've read it many times. But when you really get into deep study of it, I came to realize there was no way that I could thoroughly cover the teachings of James in in four weeks, four different studies. So uh, we're going to plan on doing finishing it out, the rest of it. But it will more than likely take another month to get because there's so much in James, like so many of the other scriptures, and you just... Don't want to leave anything out. <laughs> yeah, Holland did a really good job on James, uh, on James and Dana, who um, is also one that uh, conducts some Bible studies. I think he's doing what is he in Galatians? I think right. he's doing right Galatians. 
So let me let me ask you this. So the Bible says that we need to exercise oversight over God's people, but not lording over them, not like being their boss, right? And I was, and the Bible says that we need to be examples. Harlan, um, when there is a problem in the church or you see something brewing or something like that, you know, what is some of the things you would do? Do you take it upon yourself? Do you meet with the other elders? I mean, what is your, as an elder, what is your process of trying to quell that situation? Well, first of all, I believe that it is a very important responsibility as an elder, and sometimes it can be difficult, but I like to think of it, we here at Desert Sky, we're a group of elders, and it's very important for us that we are totally unified in all that we do through the teachings of the scripture. And so when we're looking for advice, we like to sit down together and work through the scripture to come up with handling these situations according to the to the scripture, according to the will of God. We got to understand that uh, we love our flock. And as Christ taught in the scripture, that we're not doing our duties as elders. And also we're not showing love to the person that needs, needs to sit down and discuss the situation and work it out in a godly way. So it's, it's something we need to be watching for and something that we need to do. And we always make sure that everything that we discuss and talk about in those situations stays in the group between us and the person. Yeah. And I, you know, being in that group with Harlan, um, we have uh, three um, elders uh, here. We also have Ben Roberts, who's not with us today, but, but he's one of our fellow elders and we do things as a group. We, we um, Ben also teaches Bible study. We do things as a group. Um, and we try to be kind, obviously, um, there are issues in the church and that's another thing. So that's, and now I know I want to, I want to settle Harlan off. I know how to set him off a little bit. I've been around him long enough to know how to get him going, especially if I mentioned, you know, what he, what did you hear on the news today? Um, <laughs> he likes to, uh, let me know what, what he hears on the news. And I tell him not to watch it because it really sometimes gets under his skin, but I, I think that, you know, the context of, of elders that we just read is persecution coming on the church. That's why elders have to be this persecution coming on the church. So what are some of the problems, Harlan, you're seeing in some churches today? Now, we're not trying to be the church police and things like that. That's not our plight. We're not here to do that. But we are here to cut the scriptures straight. And if we do have issues with some of the issues, if we do have issues that are happening today, we want to be able to address them and speak to them as elders. And I think Harlan uh, wanted to share a little bit with the audience today. So praise the Lord, Harlan. So what are some of the issues that you see today in some churches, not being judgmental, just being, you know, looking things um, as they are, if I, if I may? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, uh, touching a little bit back on what we talked about before, is uh, I w it reminded me of John fifteen four, where Jesus said, "Abide in me, and I will abide in you," and that's a very, very, very great promise, but also a very important promise to us as Christians. And I hear people a lot of times say they're doing the work of the Lord, and that's great. But I think how we need to look at that is. 
because of Jesus Christ in our life and the Holy Spirit, it's God doing his work through us, not us doing his work so specifically, but it's, it's allowing him to do his work through us. That keeps us humble, and it also keeps us from saying that I did this, and I did this, and I did this. Because we understand as born-again Christians, it's all about God. Everything comes from God. We're, we're just hopeless sinners, and I don't care if you're the, the lead pastor in a great church or the, a janitor that's, that's doing the janitor work. <laughs> without God in your life and without adhering to and allowing Christ to be in your heart, you're not going to accomplish things according to God's will. So... One of the things that bothers me somewhat today, and, and you know, in spending time in the Old, Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, one of their biggest problems was is wolves entering the, the flock in sheep's clothing. And we have to be so careful about false prophets and, and also the word of God itself. You know, those are God's words talking to us. That's what the scripture is. And it was given to us to cover this whole entire lifespan of the from Adam to the last person on earth, so to speak, before God come. It doesn't need to be altered. It doesn't need to be changed. Everything that we need is in there. And it's a holy, holy book. The words are from God. And I do not like to see this attitude about we need to conform the scriptures somewhat to fit the world. Mm. It's That's not the way we can allow things to go, because where does that stop? We need to conform society to fit the scriptures. That's what our mission as God's people are, and that's the job he's given us. And if we start allowing it to go the wrong direction, bad things are going to happen. So if we don't truly have Christ in our heart, how can we expect God to have us in his heart, <laughs> so to speak. So that's something that does concern me somewhat today. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, we, we look at the way other churches are operating and not in not in judgmental ways and stuff, because what happens is uh, hopefully and prayerfully being a true elder led church and trying by God's grace to cut the scriptures straight. When you see other churches, maybe not um, being so doctrinally sound, so to speak, it troubles us because sometimes people will come to a church, right, Harlan, and the sermons will be challenging, the Bible studies would be challenging. Mm -hmm. And 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 the problem is, um, if they don't like what they hear, they can probably go to another church and sometimes, and I'm, again, we want to be really careful here. We're not speaking about particular churches, but the Bible warns about um, tickling ears. Am I right, Harlan? Right. Exactly. Uh, we have to be careful about that. As you've said many times, for example, teaching Paul's writings. If you don't like what I'm saying, don't blame me, blame Paul. Uh, it's in the scripture for a, a reason. And those are the inspired word of God to, to Paul. And so uh, I'm not going to ever want to be one to stand up in front of God and say, that's not fair, or I think you got it wrong, Lord. That That's a dangerous, dangerous trail to get ever get on. Uh, so we have to really be careful with that. Uh, we need to love people. That's right. But don't understand what God's love is. And our love needs to imitate God's love. And by allowing some of these things to happen, that's not showing love to people. If we truly love people, we're going to keep them on the straight and narrow as far as what the will of God is through his spirit and word. Oh, let me ask you a question. Um, 
you know, we there's we don't have a large church here. Um, I believe we have a hopefully and prayerfully doctrinally sound church. Um, Holland, how do you make yourself available? What's your availability? I mean, um, give me a typical. Well, I know that when you're doing Bible study at nine o'clock in the morning and then we finish about 10, right, Harlan, and we start about 1030. So what is your typical Sunday? Um, do you go around seeing how people are, especially with COVID? We're all back now from that. And, and that's a story for another day. Maybe we'll do a show on COVID, right, Harlan? Yeah. What happened in our church? But but um, how do you interact? You know, I mean, there's the instructions, you know, uh, we have to interact with the flock. We have to be and, and and we have to be a shepherd towards them. Give me a typical Sunday morning for you, say, after your teaching. And what are some of the things you may do on a Sunday morning game day? How about that? It's game day. It's Sunday morning. Let me know how Harlan Nielsen, who's an elder of Desert Sky Baptist Church. What do you do on a Sunday morning? Except I have to listen to that. Pa- crazy pastor for about an hour, but what do you do before that? Well, of course, we always like to start out in prayer, asking for guidance. Uh, every to me, I'm a firm believer in every born again Christian needs to start their day with asking the Lord to guide them and help me do Your will for today, Lord. One thing, and I this like, is before you come to the church, this is right? Before I come to right, church, right, right, right. Uh, And then also, I'm a firm believer in our part. I understand our, our part in it. I understand God's part in it. When you try to explain the gospel or you, you want to do the, the good news of Jesus Christ to God, one of the most important ingredients to that is, is that once you became a born-again Christian and once you, and I like to say I'm not, I'm not advocating baptism saves you, but I, I, from my experience is once I became a true believer and I became baptized, understanding what baptism means and washed away that old life, and was transformed into a new life under Christ. That's one of the greatest examples that we can show people. It will they'll see that in us, the blessings that we receive from from that. Uh, so that's important. But I I like to so how do you so how do you interact with the people like say before church? I mean I mean they know you, they know you're an elder. Right. So how do you interact with them before the service starts? Well, I like to I like to meet people at the door when they come in, Amen. and Amen. I you know I like to ask them if, especially I, I like to communicate the situation to her. If they need anything, to have any needs or anything, please feel free to talk to me. If you need prayer, whatever. Amen. But I'm just glad to see you. I'm so so glad you're joining us in the house of the Lord this morning. And ask them their names if we don't know them or the, even the ones that we know uh, a cheerful greeting and and we're brothers in Christ and and we're here for fellowship and but I I do like to get people so that they don't do they do know who I am and understand a little bit about my personality and and that I'm accessible to them uh that's one of the hardest things yeah that's important like, today you know is people don't want to bear their soul so to speak to just anybody and they I understand that in today's world, but I, I like to make them feel comfortable that they can commune and talk with, with me anytime. Uh, and then I care about them. We need to show we care about people. Yeah, we live in we live in some trying times. Um, so, like I says, I like to throw a couple of questions in there myself. Harlan, Harlan dealt with COVID. Harlan, you had COVID, didn't you, buddy? Oh, yes. And yes. so you can't tell Harlan COVID is not real, but we know that it's overblown in some, but Holland did have a pretty bad case. Maybe you can share with our audience what you went through 
um, in some of your dealings with COVID? Of course, it was to me, COVID, the way I got it was like having a really bad case of the flu. I mean, that, yeah. about the same symptoms, but it did take me quite a while to get through it. And then I ended up with too much laying around and I ended up with a bad case of sciatic and I had to work through that. But but praise God, he's gotten me through that. But I really have come to the conclusion myself as thinking about it is that, you know, like everything else, God had a hand in it. And what it really brought out to me more than anything was God, first of all, God was in control. But second of all, is it shown how weak that we are as people and a nation that we were dealing with something we couldn't control. We had no idea what to do. We had, and, and, yeah, the na and this nation doesn't like not being in control. Right. right? We yeah. Don't, we don't like that. And so it gave, gave me a real impression about without God in our lives, where we would be is we don't, we're not as smart as we think we are in this nation, especially they, they don't have the ability to control everything that we meet that, you know, head on. So we yeah. need God. Yeah, and I think I, I, that, that's a great that's a great theological point. I, I think that um, you know that God is in control, not us, even though we think we might be. But and that's and that's a story for another day. I don't want to start at Harlan get him on that stuff. <laughs> but um, tell me the importance of having a godly wife. And I know uh, Sue is a sister in Christ. A um, and her and Rachel are, are, are good friends. And so the importance of having a godly wife, Harlan, especially in, in the life of an elder. Well, you know, uh, it's kind of funny because I, I was reading the Old Testament this no morning. No one sushi probably says, don't mention her name. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, too late now, right? Yeah, it's too late now. But I was reading in how uh, God commanded the Israelites, you know, not to intermarry from other tribes. You know, you, you, you begin to see the importance of that more and more that, when you don't have a godly spouse, so to speak, equally or, yoked, right, Harlan? It leads. It can lead to a lot of difficult situations and problems. And 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 marriage is, is is something that we really do have to work at and grow together in. And that's Amen. the key word: grow together in. We need each other. We need to be able to build a relationship like we build a relationship with God. But we need to be there for each other through the ups and downs and. And it makes it so much easier when you're both born again Christians, because you realize together, both of you, that it it all comes down to to God and the importance of having a good marriage is so based on the teachings of the word and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so it makes a big difference. Harlan, you we have about about two and a half minutes left, I think. I, I put the clock on a little late. I always do that. It's just um, you know how how we do here in Street Talk Theology. But um, I want to ask Colin for just a couple of minutes to encourage us. He's an encourager. He really is. I mean, he's a serious dude. Um, he's serious about the scriptures, serious in his study, serious in his teaching. Um, very practical guy. Encourage us, Harlan, for a couple of minutes before we before we uh, say goodbye to our people. Okay, well, just uh, one thing that's I've really come to fully realize, and sadly, it's taken me, but you know, we all know that our Christian walk is forever in our lifetime. We never obtain, you know, the level that we, we would hope to. It's a growing process every day. We grow in it. But 
I think it's very important for Christians and all of us uh, that here at church is to understand and get to know not only God's character, and don't take this wrong, but Christ's character. They're two separate people, even though they are one. But we need to know and understand the awesome, graceful, loving God that that uh, we worship, and how, how and sometimes we take that for granted, right? Yeah, how holy He is, and, and how far beneath Him we are, and how much we need and depend on Him, even in our prayer life. When we come to the Lord in prayer, it's important to understand Him, and it, and and therefore it leads us by the guidance of the Holy Spirit to pray according to His will. We tend a lot of times to want to pray according to our will, but but that's not it. it that's not how it works. Uh, we need to be praying according to the will of God. And Jesus, when He said, "Ask and I will give," that's what He was referring to: asking anything according to His will, according to Him, and He will grant it. And it's a difficult thing sometimes to understand because we we get into this word that rears its ugly head so much today is fairness. And we tend to think, well, if I ask this of God, how can he not grant that? Well, God is a long ways above us and he knows everything. We don't. But this word fair is just uh, it, it's kind of a nasty word to me <laughs> in, in my my Christian belief. But I, I think that's really Im, Im, important that, that we can't take these things for granted. God loves us, and by His grace, and and most of all, by the love of our Christ, our beloved Savior, that went through what He went through for us. Can you imagine how you cannot love someone like that? And we need to love Him dearly. Well, what do you expect an elder to say? I mean, just well-spoken, well-said uh, street talkers, and maybe we'll get Harlan back on again sometime in the future. Well, Street Talk Theology, Pastor Dominic Romaldi, we take theology and bring it to the streets. Today, we spoke about biblical eldership with my uh, fellow elder and, and dear friend, Harlan Nielsen. Until the next time, God bless and keep in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.